Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Community Guard Revolution. <coughs> Excuse me, my name is Mary Hugo. My sinuses today, wow. So it's a change of the season, and we're getting uh, cooler weather in the evening, beautiful weather during the daytime. We're in the Midwest, and we're commenting because of all the rains that we had from the uh, uh, hurricanes, you know, the, the, we just get the drop-off rain, how green the grass has been. Now, about a month ago, it looked like it was so dry that you couldn't light a match around it, and now it's so green that you're just like, okay, now it's soon going to be October. No, mm, can't be. Yeah, it's going to be October, and the grass is green. The trees are pretty green. Um, uh, we like to look at the change of the leaves, uh, you know, every so often. And uh, sometimes we go around town or we go up and down the highway kind of thing. And uh, by God darn, uh, the grass is extremely green, which is good. I like green grass, but uh, it's just odd. The whole year's been odd, hasn't it? Wow. Hmm. <laughs> it's just been odd. All right. We uh, hope that everything went well with the American Community Gardening Association and their uh, event that they had for the 39th annual uh, conference. We hope it went well. Haven't heard anything yet on it. I've been too busy with other things to uh, uh, check out the news. But um, I hope it went well and more networking and more ideas to uh, get out there about community gardening. And they've also got something pretty interesting that they do a report. I hope I got the right information there. Let me see here. Uh, it's called the Community Greening Review, and it's about the uh, 2018 issue uh, of that, uh, where they go ahead and they want you to send in ideas or what your group has gone through. Uh, it's articles of, uh, you know, of uh, news or it could be artwork uh, that you put together or pictures kind of thing, and they want you to send in the information uh, like essays, reports, case studies for sure, interviews, how-to pieces, photography, original artwork, uh, and uh, uh, feature article proposals, including research and bibliographies. And they're going to put that online, and they're going to put it not only on their site, but also sites, other sites too. So I think that's a wonderful thing. It's the 2018 Community Greening Review theme is Veterans. How about that? Rock and roll. So uh, go ahead and send in your ideas, and uh, you look on the website of uh, communitygarden.org, so you can find that. And uh, do look up on the home page, and you'll see that one of the first articles that's on that website. Uh, do look that up and see if you can go ahead and send in your information on what happens with Community Greeting Review. Because every year we have something that comes out or stands out that changes in America. Like this year, uh, for me, what I see is uh, not only urban farms, but I also see uh, the uptick of uh, food waste, uh, which is uh, something that... Uh, Different groups have started, you know, nonprofit groups. We've interviewed two of them on our shows. Uh, but we see an uptick now that they're trying to get the uh, Grocery Association and uh, farming people to go ahead and go back out in that field and uh, take out some of that uh, produce or vegetables or whatever and uh, use what's left in the field. Forty percent, forty percent of their crop is left in the field. So why not go in there and recoup that? Uh, then also uh, sell it. That, make, that can make them money. In the grocery stores, what they're doing, and some of these colleges and hospitals or some companies that work with them, um, 
what they're doing is that they're uh, instead of like if I put an apple on the shelf for potatoes and it's toward the end of the shelf and I got to put new fresh product in, instead of throwing them away and be waste or composting that kind of thing, uh, what they're doing is they're selling it at a, a li- uh, like a liquidated price. Uh, to uh, uh, colleges, hospitals, um, those kind of places, and uh, still make money on it. So uh, there's going to be an uptick on that you're going to see the next year or two. They're already starting at it this year, and uh, hopefully uh, uh, with the USDA looking at this even more themselves too, thank God, uh, that we're going to see a lot more of the food waste uh, being used. Uh, so that can feed our people. That could also may set some prices on, let's say, funky kind of looking fruit and vegetables, which now is a little bit more uh, looked at highly on uh, certain food market areas. I don't see a whole lot of that in uh, the grocery stores yet. And I know that about a year or two ago, a group that we interviewed, uh, they were wanting to see if they get Walmart to uh, switch their tune and be able to sell more of that in different packages, which they could underneath their great value um, you know, package logo. So, um, you know, a lot of things like that's going to change around, thank goodness. we still got to push on these community gardens, which I'm hoping that we get more ears that will listen uh, nationally. So that's why I'm working on myself. We're uh, in the door on some people. We just have to wait and see if they'll let us in further. So that's what we're doing. So um, we got to keep in there, and uh, the interest is there on certain levels to start more community gardens, but we got to just nudge them uh, to be able to get to the next stage where they actually do it, you know, implement it. So keep in there, uh, a lot going on, a lot to do and see. So uh, we're just blessed uh, that so many people are wanting to, uh, you know, least get the attention of uh, starting a community garden where they live. Okay, so uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, we'll be right back. We're going to go ahead and talk about... Uh, different things on canning um, so that you can get some ideas of what else you can do with your food because um, I know I myself, I just got a pressure cooker. Uh, we bake, bake something. <laughs> we made something last night, and uh, probably the next day I'll make some other stuff with it, the remains of it, and uh, it was just so exciting. I mean, they could even figure it out and read the directions I thought was exciting. So um, and next year we're going to get the canning thing, the Fresh Tech from the Ball Corporation. I'm so excited about that. And even I think uh, another family member or two are going to uh, come over every so often and we're going to do some stuff together on this. So uh, this will be fun stuff. So uh, a lot going on and I hope that uh, there's a lot going on in your life that's improving with your food situation also. Eat healthy. So we'll be right back in a second. This is uh, Community Garden Revolution. I'm glad you're here today. Thank you. Mary Huckel for Community Garden Revolution. I'm so glad you're here today. We're going to go ahead and play a game because tomatoes are always real big and popular. And we're going to go ahead and give you some tips from the kitchen of the uh, Ball Corporation. And um, they're going to give some tips on how to can tomatoes with their ball canning devices. And that's okay because um, um, when we grew up, we had the Presto, I think it was, that we used, but we always used, it was kind of funny, we used the ball mason jars. We wouldn't think of using anybody else's mason jars. So now uh, the Fresh Tech uh, line that they have with the Ball Corporation uh, is just awesome. You just press a bunch, bunch of uh, buttons, and it tells you all what you need to do in the, the instruction booklet, and it even has recipes. So um, for 
folks like me, that's pretty good. I need something I can read and then look at. And then, uh, of course, there's all kinds of videos that you can see, too. Uh, they've got a complete website. It's www.freshpreserving.com. We provide information in our magazine about them all the time. And they're the ones that give uh, the free goodies for the volunteer of the month uh, for uh, our magazine. And uh, we appreciate that. So um, let's go ahead and listen to what they have to say about canning tomatoes with ball canning. Uh, the point was is that um, we're going to be getting a Fresh Tech uh, automatic canning machine coming up uh, next year. I'm so excited. So um, I hope I can figure it out. <laughs> but I should be able to. It's easy now. I've uh, even seen it on YouTube, and it's easy to do. But here we go. Canning tomatoes. Have you ever wanted to capture the flavor of sun-ripened tomatoes straight from the vine? I'm Lauren Devine, and today I'm going to show you how right in the ball test kitchen. Let's get started. Learn the basics for home canning sun-ripened garden tomatoes with ball brand fresh preserving products. Tomatoes are bountiful in your garden come summertime. Home canning is a great way to preserve the fresh flavor to have throughout the year. Let us show you how. Today we are going to can tomatoes in ball brand wide mouth quart jars. Before beginning, read through your tested preserving recipe, such as one found in the Ball Blue Book Guide to Preserving, Ball Complete Book of Home Preserving, or on our website at freshpreserving.com. Also, it is helpful to assemble and organize the equipment for your recipe. Today we will be using a boiling water canner with a lid and a home canning rack, clean glass preserving jars with lids and bands, a large deep saucepan with wire basket for blanching your tomatoes, or you can use a blancher, and common kitchen utensils such as a paring knife, ladle, and measuring spoon. The Ball brand Fresh Preserving Products also offers the tools to safely and easily handle hot jars and lids, fill jars, and measure headspace. A jar lifter, lid lifter, funnel, and bubble remover and headspace tool are all included in the Ball utensil set for preserving. First, you want to prepare your jars, lids, and bands. We will be using quart or 32-ounce wide mouth jars, which have a larger mouth opening to easily fill the jars with tomatoes. Be sure to check jars for nicks or cracks. Lids should be checked for even sealing compounds. Wash jars, lids, and bands in hot soapy water. Rinse well. Dry bands and set them in your work area. Heat jars and lids in hot water, not boiling, until ready for use. Jars need to be hot to prevent jar breakage when hot food is added. To prevent seal failure, do not boil lids. Leave bands at room temperature for easy handling. Next, prepare a boiling water canner by filling half full with water and keep water at a simmer while covered with lid until jars are filled and placed in canner. The home canning rack can be placed off to the side until ready for use. Now we are ready to prepare our tomatoes. All we will need to prepare our recipe is fresh tomatoes, lemon juice, and ball simple creations preserving and pickling salt. Select fresh tomatoes at their peak of quality and flavor. Use firm tomatoes free of cracks and spots. Prepare only enough for one canner load. A canner, like the one we're using, fits up to seven quart jars. You will need about two and a half to three and a half pounds of tomatoes for each quart jar. Wash your tomatoes and then drain. Place tomatoes in a wire basket and lower into a large soft pot of boiling water. Blanch the tomatoes in boiling water for 30 to 60 seconds until the skins start to crack. 
Immediately plunge tomatoes into a bowl of cold water and flip the skins off. Cut out cores and remove any bruised or discolored portions that become apparent after blanching. You can leave tomatoes whole or cut into halves or quarters. Now that we have prepared our tomatoes, we can begin packing them into the jars. You can pack tomatoes using the raw pack method, where you do not heat the tomatoes. Or you can use the hot pack method, where you bring the tomatoes, covered with water, to a boil and heat for five minutes. Today we are going to be using the raw pack method. First, bring about four cups water to a boil and a medium saucepan. Remove hot jar from hot water, emptying out excess water, and set on a dish towel. Add two tablespoons lemon juice to each quart jar. If using salt, add one teaspoon to each quart jar. Carefully pack tomatoes into hot jars, leaving a half inch headspace. Ladle boiling water over tomatoes. If using the hot pack method, you can use the cooking liquid. Remove air bubbles by sliding a non-metallic spatula, such as the bubble remover tool, between the jar and tomatoes to release trapped air and ensure proper headspace during processing. Repeat around the jar two to three times. Clean rim and threads of jar with a clean damp cloth to remove any food residue. Remove lid from hot water. Center hot lid on jar, allowing sealing compound to come in contact with the jar rim. Apply band and adjust until fit is fingertip tight. Place filled jars in canner until recipe is used or canner is full. Carefully lower rack with filled jars into hot water. Be sure the jars are covered by one to two inches of water and add hot water if necessary. Place lid on canner and bring to a gentle, steady boil. Process jars in the boiling water for 45 minutes for quart jars, adjusting for altitude. If using pint jars, process for 40 minutes. After processing time is complete, turn off the heat and remove canner lid. Allow jars to stand in canner for five minutes to get acclimated to the outside temperature. Remove jars from canner and set upright on a towel to prevent jar breakage that can occur from large temperature differences. Leave jars undisturbed for 12 to 24 hours. Bands should not be retightened as this may interfere with the sealing process. Check lids for seals. Lids should not flex up and down when center is pressed. Remove bands. You can also check for a seal by trying to gently lift the lid off the jar with your fingertips. If it cannot be lifted off, the lid has a good seal. If the lid does not seal within 24 hours, it can be immediately reprocessed or refrigerated. Clean jars and lids by wiping with a clean damp cloth. Label and store in a cool, dry, dark place for up to one year. Canned tomatoes, whether whole or diced, are versatile and can be used as a base for many delicious recipes. For more recipe ideas, visit the recipe section of our website at freshpreserving.com. Thanks for watching our home canning demonstration. Yeah, we appreciate all the information. Uh, that was a regular canner. That wasn't an electric one. That was a regular canner from Ball. So uh, what we need to do is remember that there's different ways of canning, and that was the manual way. Now, the one that we're getting is the Fresh Tech, uh, the automatic one. Yay! I'm so excited uh, because I feel a little bit better now that we got a, a Instapot, uh, uh, what do you call it, pressure cooker. We've done pressure cooking for decades. 
so that's not new to us. But I wanted a different way uh, than the way that we've been doing it. And uh, this also has a slow cooker with it, and so I'm able to use that uh, for sauces and, and other kinds of stews, soups. Uh, we want to eat a more, few more soups than what we normally do in the winter. So, uh, And we have to watch the salt intake. That's why we... Uh, Watch on the back of the cans, you know, how much salt's in the back because the salt that they put in food today is just unbelievable. So we do have to watch that in our family. So, um, but anyway, so that was fun. So we're going to also do salsa. We're going to listen to about salsa uh, and uh, see what they suggest on uh, canning for that. And I believe on this one, this is another group uh, that's doing this. We'll see who they are. Oops. It's the home canning with rock and salsa. Rock and salsa is a great homemade condiment to have on hand any time of year. To begin, peel and chop one red onion, one white onion, and one yellow onion. Peel and chop six pounds of fresh tomatoes. Chop two banana peppers and three green bell peppers. In a large pot, combine all the chopped ingredients with three six-ounce cans of tomato paste, a half cup of white vinegar, two tablespoons of garlic powder, one and a half tablespoons of salt, one tablespoon of cayenne pepper, One and a half tablespoons of cumin, a quarter cup of brown sugar, and a quarter cup of white sugar. Simmer until thick for about three hours. Sterilize canning jars and lids according to the manufacturer's instructions. Pack the salsa into hot sterilized jars, leaving a quarter inch of headspace. knife or thin spatula around the inside of the jars to remove any air bubbles. Wipe the rims of the jars with a moist paper towel to remove any food residue. And top a sterile lid. Process the jars in a boiling water bath for 10 to 15 minutes. Uh-huh. 
We were trying to turn off the uh, the speaker on this darn thing. I'll tell you. Now we're going to do canning squash. We're just going to go right through the line uh, today on canning because there's uh, such a popular thing on canning and uh, pressure cookers and slow cookers and that kind of thing. And it's almost the winter time. And I know we're trying to figure out different ways of doing food so it would be interesting to us during the season. So, you know, you got to kind of shake it up every so often. But uh, there's things that people like, and tomatoes is always big. So, all right, so now we're going to do canning squash and see what these folks say. And this is some kind of deep south homestead group that has their ideas of what that is. So here we roll on that one. Okay, Wanda is cutting up the squash, getting ready to can. We picked squash this morning. We have potatoes boiling because we don't have enough squash for a full canner. Irish potatoes and squash both can at the same length of time. So rather than waste the space in the canner, we are going to can potatoes and squash at the same time today. Okay, we've got our squash to the stove now. We've moved out of the bowl. We have them in hot water, waiting on it to boil. We'll let them blanch for three minutes. Then we're going to take them off the stove and set them to the side. We have hot water boiling on the right-hand side there. We're going to move that over to this burner. And then we'll move our canner over here, and we're going to start. Yeah, can, I, can you call back in about 10 minutes? I'm in the middle of a radio show. Thanks. <laughs> call me back. Thanks. Teaspoon of salt per quart. Non iodized salt. Boiling water. One half inch from the top. Wipe the top of the rim off. Flat. I like to line my writing up with the writing on the jar so when I stack them in the pantry the writing will be right. Tighten them. Over to the canner we go. Doing squash and potatoes at the same time because they both can for the same length of time. All right. I appreciate that, folks. I apologize there. Uh, you got to be – I was – I was – Waiting for that phone call. Got to go back to that after the show. So uh, we're trying to do everything. Normally I don't answer those things, but uh, I knew I was waiting for that call. Okay, so we're going to find out how information on how to can jam and jelly. And I like this. My mom used to do this all the time with two or three different fruits. And I'm telling you, that's some of the best stuff when you have it fresh. So uh, here we're going to go learn how to can jam and jelly. This is from the Lowe's people, home improvement people. You know, one of my favorite things is fresh, locally harvested fruit. And what's even better is when you can keep all those great flavors around all year with delicious homemade jam. <laughs> so today I am going to show you an easy way to make and can strawberry jam. Canning only takes a few hours to complete. Now here's how it keeps food fresh. When food is exposed to air, it's also exposed to bacteria that can cause the food to spoil. But you can kill that bacteria with heat by boiling the food in a jar. 
Boiling also creates an airtight seal to prevent new bacteria from getting into the jar. This means your food will keep longer. You can find recipes, an equipment list, and printable instructions for this project at Lowe's.com slash videos. I'm going to show you how to can strawberry jam, but you can preserve many different kinds of foods. You just want to keep in mind that different foods require different canning methods. So check your printable instructions for some suggestions. Now before you get started, you want to read through your recipe and then assemble all of the equipment and ingredients that you'll need. It's a good idea to examine your jars for nicks, cracks, uneven rims, or sharp edges that may prevent sealing or cause breakage. And also, look at the canning lids to make sure that they're free of dents. The sealing compound should be even and complete. And finally, check the bands for proper fit. Now, wash the jars, lids, and bands in hot, soapy water, then rinse them well. Dry the bands, then set them aside. Heat your jars and lids in a sauce pot of simmering water at 180 degrees Fahrenheit. Do not boil the lids. Allow the jars and lids to remain in hot water until they're ready for use, removing them one at a time as needed. Fill your boiling water canner half full with hot water. Place the rack on the canner and put the canner lid in place. Heat the water to a simmer about 180 degrees Fahrenheit. And you want to keep the water hot until it's ready for processing. Now that the equipment is cleaned and our water is warming up, I can start making the jam. So to make this easy strawberry jam, I'm going to use fresh strawberries, pectin, lemon juice, and sugar. When you're making a jam, which is also referred to as a fruit spread or a soft spread, you want to be sure to use the freshest, highest quality fruit possible. So clean the fruit and let it dry thoroughly, or you can pat it dry with a paper towel. Next, remove the stems and any overripe or soft areas. Now, if there's mold on a strawberry, throw it away. Then, crush the strawberries mm. a little bit at a time. A potato masher works really well for this step. Crushed strawberries should be a combination of fruit pulp and fruit juice. Now, over-crushing the strawberries may add too much liquid for the recipe to gel, so be careful. Once you finish mashing your strawberries, measure out the amount specified in the recipe in a glass measuring cup and then place them in a saucepan. Now, gradually stir in your powdered pectin and your lemon juice. Now, don't alter the recipe ingredients because if you do, it could prevent the jam from forming a gel. Also, use only the type of pectin specified in the recipe. Powdered, liquid, and no sugar needed pectins are not interchangeable, and the way you combine ingredients will vary by recipe. Bring the mixture to a full rolling boil, one that can't be stirred down, over high heat, stirring constantly. Now, add the sugar, stirring to dissolve. Return the mixture to a rolling boil and cook for the length of time called for in your recipe. Once the mixture has finished cooking, turn off the heat and remove the foam using a skimmer or slotted spoon. Now remove the canning jar from the hot water with a jar lifter and set it on the towel. Carefully ladle the hot jam into your hot jar, leaving a quarter inch of headspace. Next, wipe the rim and threads of the jar with a clean, damp cloth. Remove the jar lid from the hot water using a lid wand. Place the lid on the jar, centering the sealing compound on the rim. Then screw the band down evenly and firmly, just until it's fingertip tight. As you fill each jar, set it on the elevated rack in the boiling water canner. Now remember, this water should be kept at a simmer of 180 degrees Fahrenheit. 
After all the jars are filled and placed onto the rack, lower the rack into the canner. Now, the water level must cover the two-piece caps on the jars by one to two inches. You may have to add boiling water if necessary. Put the lid on the canner and bring the water to a boil. After the water has come to a boil, process for 10 minutes. After the jars have boiled long enough, turn off the heat and remove the canner lid. Now you want to let the canner cool for five minutes before removing the jars. When you take your jars out of the water, set them upright one to two inches apart on a dry towel to cool. Do not try to retighten the bands. Let the jars cool for 12 to 24 hours. All right, after your jars have cooled, you want to check the lid for a secure seal. And the way you do this is just to press down gently on the center of the lid. So if the center of the lid is pulled down and it doesn't flex up and down, then you can remove the band and then just try to pull that lid off gently with your fingertips. If it doesn't come off easily and the center is pulled down, then you know that you have a good vacuum seal. If you don't have a good seal and it flexes like that, then you can safely reprocess that jar within 24 hours. Remove the lid and make sure the jar isn't damaged. If it is, replace the jar and the lid, then reprocess. Label your jars with the contents and the date, then store in a cool, dry, dark place. Your jam should last up to one year unopened. And when you're ready to use your jam, you want to check the lid for tightness and a good vacuum seal. Now remember, if the center of the lid is pulled down, that means you have a good seal. Also, if the lid is bulging or leaking, then the jam is probably spoiled. When you open your jar, you want to hear a pop like this. Now check the food and the inside of the lid to see if there's any discoloration. And if there is, then you should throw the jam away. But if there isn't, if everything looks good and you had a good seal, then you're ready to serve. So if you'd like to learn how to can tomatoes or to see some other projects that you can do around your home, visit Lowe's.com slash videos. And we want to thank you for very much being a part of uh, uh, the show today. We're having phones ringing all everywhere. So, so uh, this is Community Garden um, Revolution. I appreciate you coming today. Looks like the phones are ringing again. <laughs> so have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. We appreciate it. Have a great Community Garden day. <laughs>